Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It is June 14th. 1996 and I don't know things are things are great (laughs) it's summertime that's for sure it's Donald Trump's birthday today is it yeah I was in the paper they have the you know that sometimes they have celebrity birthdays and I guess he's a celebrity I I guess he's a building magnate he's got his name on everything gold letters but it's his birthday today hmm I don't know why we should care. Happy birthday, Donald Trump. We don't know why we should care. I mean, I get. I don't know. When's Tom Hanks's birthday? Don't know. Don't care. When's Tom Cruise's birthday? Same answer. When's Tom Sizemore's okay, birthday? Okay, enough. I don't even know who Tom Sizemore is. What? Okay, enough, you say. <laughs> Well, how many famous Toms are there? Where, what's Tom Petty's birthday? I guess I should have gone with Donald's, right? Because his name's Donald's. I guess. When's Donald Duck's birthday? <laughs> oh my goodness. Does it sound like Donald Duck? Um, Sure. No, not really. A little? What about Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Or Scrooge McDuck, remember? DuckTales, woo! Yeah. Wasn't that long ago, really? Yeah, like three, four years ago, or something like that. But yeah, I liked that show. Sometimes stuff like that seems longer ago than it was, you know. For sure. Scrooge McDuck, hi, Lottie. I'm gonna jump in my. Uh, let's see, yeah, the, the accent. I don't remember an accent. He was Scottish. <laughs> okay. He was Scottish. My lucky dime. <laughs> Donald. Duck had a speech impediment? What? Donald Duck sounded like a duck. Talked like a duck. Why didn't Scrooge McDuck talk like a duck? He had surgery. To, he swapped his voice out with, uh, I don't know, a, a young Scotsman. He had a young Scotsman killed, and then he took his vocal cords. Oh, my God. So that, That's what you can do when you have a, a bin full of money. So speaking of money and millionaires, yeah. how about we talk about Beverly Hills now two and oh. Oh come on. And the uh millionaire that you don't Ren wanna, does engage to. You don't want to talk about Scrooge McDuck's murderous rampages? Not really. Okay. Yeah, Brent so. is engaged to some Stuart. Stu <laughs> Am I recording with uh you or Sean Connery? Come on, Stuart. That's a, it's a Scottish, that doesn't sound like it's a yeah. Scottish accent, but it's not Sean Connery. That doesn't. It sounds like um oh, what the fuck's his name? No, um, I have no <laughs> idea who you could even possibly <laughs> be thinking of. Oh, uh, I think maybe Leslie Nielsen. Is that it? Leslie Nielsen? No, that's not him. Okay. Um, Leslie Nielsen from the Naked Gun movies. That's not who I meant. Frank Drebin sounds like this. Never mind. I can't think of anything that I could possibly say that he's been in. So, Stuart, <sighs> are you talking about uh, uh, what's his name, um, Craig Ferguson? No, <laughs> no, Liam Neeson. 
Oh, Liam Neeson. That's him. Not Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson's Northern Irish. Yeah. So it's it's a different accent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do this, accents. This watch. This watch could have been uh, 14 people. It's the uh, Schindler's List. He was in Schindler's List. Oh, okay. He was in The List. I liked Schindler's List, he except that it was super sad. Yeah, it was. And, like, I, I cried a lot, and, like, I had to watch it uh, more than once, and that mm-hmm. sucked. Sorry, you had to watch it more than once? Yeah. Did uh, someone strap you to a chair and uh, tape your eyes open? <laughs> Clockwork Orange style? <laughs> right. Watch it! Well, no, I just, like, because, like, I had to see it with multiple people. Oh, okay. I thought maybe somebody uh, was rounding up people with German heritage. You must watch this movie. Goodness. Oh, you have Scottish heritage too, though, right? I do. So you know that uh, my Scottish accent is is great. Shite? Shite! Ah, <laughs> uh, Shetland Pony is going to kick you. Okay. Anyway, so let's talk about Stuart. So, okay, Stuart. Stewie, as you call him. Yeah. He rented them a suite in a hotel. For a month. Like, why? I mean... To fuck her. I guess, because they both live with their parents, but, like, then just go get an apartment, Stuart. He says, he says, yeah, I booked this place for a month uh, so that you can, so we can come here together, or, uh, you know, if you just, if you if you need some, some time to study, if you want some time alone, you just come here yourself. I thought he was going to be bringing other girls there or something. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on with this. I, yeah, it's really weird. That seems like, I mean, I guess it's a weird thing to do because we don't have millions of dollars laying around the house. Right. But. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I've got Scrooge McDuck chained in the basement. Right. But I mean, like, seriously, um, I, I think I would be offended by the waste of money. A month. Yeah, when you're not there all the time. It's, it, it's. As it turns out, it's for convenience. It's so she has some place to go. Right. That's the only reason they did it. So, while they're there, she asks for a pen to work on her homework, I think. I don't even know. No, an even more childish, ridiculous reason. Huh. They're in bed, and she says, I need uh, a paper and pen. And she goes and gets a piece of paper, and he says, why? And she says, I want to practice writing my name. Oh, yeah. She wants to practice writing her married name. <laughs> Brenda Walsh, uh, Jason Voorhees survivor. Whatever, oh, goodness. Whatever that family's last name is. <laughs> Carson. Carson, that's right. Brenda Walsh Carson. Like Johnny Carson. So, yeah, that is pretty pretty bad. I think that the conclusion of the storyline... Is going to be that Stuart is killed by Jason Voorhees. You just want. Do you know how happy I would so be? So bad. Do you know how happy I would be if Jason Voorhees showed up in the show? I, I know you would be. Or even if they made just an allusion to it. Well, they, I've never seen that actor. The guy that plays his dad, right? I've never seen that actor in anything else ever. I've never seen him do any other thing except be the pervy professor that gets killed in. Friday the 13th, part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, and this dude's dad. I've never seen um, uh, Jason Priestley do anything else. He was in that movie Calendar Girl. 
I love, I love, okay. I love my Ian <laughs> You're just challenging me now. Yeah, because I think Ian it's Zeering kind of a ridiculous reason to keep bringing up that he is uh, from that movie because it's the only thing you've ever seen him. And there's lots of people that we haven't seen in anything else. Correct, but I've seen him in something else. Oh. But that's the only other thing. Whatever. <laughs> but she goes in his briefcase. Yes, to get a pen. So she so can she... practice writing her married name. Yeah, so she can write her name like a 10th grader. And then she decides she doesn't want to marry him anymore because there's a prenuptial agreement in there. And apparently that oh is as God. bad as, you know, killing panties. her mother or something. Right. She, she found some woman's panties in there. Right. It's it's ridiculous. She goes, what's this? And he's like, oh, that was, you know, my dad's idea or whatever. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, she flips out. At she's one, so mad. At one point, she's like, I thought you loved me. <laughs> like, okay, I could understand if this is a document that is designed to screw her over. Mm-hmm. Like, if they get married and then they get divorced and she gets nothing. But... As long as it's whatever they accumulate when they're married, it gets split. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. She explained what it was later in the episode. She doesn't get any of the Carson's money. Well, he so, is a Carson. Yeah, but the like the money that they have now, their estate. If they got divorced, she wouldn't get part of their estate. They've known each other two weeks. Right. They're engaged. If I was a rich dude like the guy that survived Jason Voorhees... <laughs> And had a son, I would insist on a, a a prenuptial agreement, too. Because not that I would think that Brenda was marrying him for money, but you've known each other two weeks. Who knows what's going to fucking yeah. happen? And, I mean, she could be, honestly. They don't know because they don't know her. Right. And she even says, like, oh, you know, I'm not marrying him for the money and, and stuff like that. I don't care about the money. I don't want any of his money if we were to get divorced. And it's like, then why did you freak out so much? Right. And then later she goes, oh, I was just I, I was just upset because I got blindsided. Well, you got blindsided because you went in his briefcase <laughs> and found it. He clearly wasn't ready to talk to you about it yeah. yet. Like, you guys haven't picked a date. It's not like it's the day before you're getting married. It's right. fucking ridiculous. The whole, yeah, the whole thing was very ridiculous. She reacted really weird to it. But unfortunately, while this was happening, mm-hmm. her father oh, yeah. was talking to Dylan. Jim Walsh. What a fucking asshole. douche. Oh, my God. I'm so, telling you, this dude is always fucking up. Yeah. So he tells Dylan how he's concerned about Carson. And he says, what would... Yeah, he's concerned about Jenny Carson. He's getting Stewie. older, he says. This is this is 92, so uh, he's like, hey, he's getting older. It's supposed to be his last year. Do you think Jay Leno will be any good? No, he says, uh, spoiler for everybody, no, Jay Leno sucks. <laughs> um, anyway, he, so he says to him, he's like, you, you, what do you think of him? He's like, let's just say he's not a choir boy. And leave it at that. He's like, yeah, but you don't want her to marry him or whatever. And he's like, I'm not saying anything else. Yeah. I said leave it at that. Which is fine. Like, whatever past they have, who knows how long ago it is. Mm -hmm. They're young people, so they can change. Like, 
whatever. So Jim says to him, he's like, oh, I don't know, Dylan, you wouldn't... You, I think you'd be surprised at what kind of influence you could have on Brenda if you wanted to. Yeah, and like, Dylan's talking about going to Cabo. Yeah, Mexico. Me- Mexico again. And he's like, don't worry, I'm not taking Brenda. And he's like, I wouldn't mind if you were. Basically. Yeah. I mean, like, asshole. he didn't say that exactly, but he insinuated it. I'm telling you, this dude... Not I'd a, rather she went to Mexico with you. Not a good dad, man. He's terrible. So, and Dylan flat out calls about. He's like, if you're asking me to do what I think you're asking me to do, you know, that's not right and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then he does it anyway, though. Yeah. Because a, he wants her. Yeah. I don't think that it's just because of her dad. No, I don't think so either. It, but, he starts talking to her and everything. He's like, hey, if you marry her, if you marry this dude, then, you know, we'll never have another chance or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, what? And then she gets very, very angry. Well, she figures it out. She goes, she says, have you been talking to my dad? And he's like, yeah, I, I talked to your dad today, you know, or whatever. She's like, he put you up to this, and he doesn't say anything. And she gets very pissed off. But, I mean, like, that was stupid of him. I mean, he should have been honest. Yeah. And if he, he really wanted her, he should have been honest. He said something that tipped her off that he was talking to Jim. Yeah. I don't remember what, but. It was something he shouldn't have said. So then she was humiliated. And she said as much, like, later when she's going out, which I would be too. Like, my dad's asking you to date me? Like, yeah, that would be sc- awful. She screamed. At, like, well, didn't scream, but she was really mad at her. Like, she comes in. The parents are sitting there. And they're like, hey, Brenda, we need to talk. And she's like, I don't have anything to fucking say to you. Yeah. And he's like, don't take your tone, that tone with me. And she goes, I'll take, talk to you any way I want. I'll take any goddamn, any tone I goddamn well please or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, they they're like they're all shocked and everything, and she's like, "Yeah, what'd you say to Dylan?" And then she's she says, "You know, she goes through this whole thing, and she rightly says she's like, what if I'd said yes to him, and then I found out later that you put him up to it? You know how yeah. how would that make me feel and everything?" And she's all pissed off, and she's like, "She's like, I'm going upstairs and getting my things, and don't anyone try to stop me." And Cindy's just glaring at Jim yeah. the whole time. She's like, "What the fuck did you do?" She had no idea. And Jim looks like Jim looks like he's been sunned. Yeah, he, he looks he looks like a, a hang dog. Yeah, he definitely knows he fucked up, which is good. But so then she takes off, and she's also you know she's already not talking to Stuart. Mm-hmm. Now she's you know left home. She has nowhere to go, but she does because she goes to the fucking hotel suite. Right. That's what I'm saying. She they. They did that so she'd have a place to be. So she stays there and won't talk to anybody for a couple days. Apparently, Stuart has called there. Right. And she just hasn't answered. Stuart's like, where could she be? Like, what the fuck, dude? I, I telephoned. <laughs> at the, it's the international law that some, you must answer the phone <laughs> if it rings. She didn't answer the phone. She can't be there. Right. Why would I stop by? So, yeah. She uh, eventually thinks things through, mm-hmm. signs the prenuptial agreement, like she should have calmly done to begin with, yeah. and then she goes and apologizes to him. Yeah. So but, now the wedding's back on. And she, real quick before we transition to another part of the story, mm-hmm. uh, she walks up and he's talking to one of the foremans or whatever, and they get into this like little mini fight. And the foreman's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't need you fucking telling me what to do. I don't care if your last name is Carson, you little shit. 
Uh, basically is what he said. Yeah. He was kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah. Carson's like, hey, you know, it's okay, whatever. And then he, st- he starts talking to Brenda. Brenda sort of sees him. And he apologizes for it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I think about, uh, like, that shouldn't have happened or whatever. And he's like, I think about uh, this guy's life, you know, and he's uh, he's got a wife right. and kids and a mortgage he can't afford. And it's like... Goes home to his house in the valley. <laughs> right? Where the scum live, he says. <laughs> He's like, so, you know, when I put it in that perspective, it's like, uh, you know, why do I need to be mad at him or, or whatever? And it's like, and Brenda doesn't think like, oh, wow, you're an asshole. Right. She's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to give you a kiss for being understanding and for being kind and polite. And it's like, you really got rose colored glasses on, don't you, Brenda? Right. Like what? Like, first of all, you you're getting married. So like having a wife and kids should not be something to feel sorry for him about. Right. Exactly. I don't know. exactly. I didn't know where he was going with that. Other than the fact that he's like, well, he doesn't make as much money as me. Yeah. He's got to take care of a family and he can't afford to. He assumes maybe money. Maybe this is what's going to break them up eventually, because he seems kind of like he's he's sort of money obsessed. Yeah. But maybe. I, I don't know. But he also seems like, you know, he might be into uh, drugs or women or, I mean, he could, there could be yeah. a million things that could break them up. Like, he does not seem good. It might turn out he's a space alien. We don't know. <laughs> right. They might, they might actually get married and on their wedding night he pulls his pants down and she's like, why is, uh, why is there a blender blade uh, where your penis should be? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're, you're an earth woman. Holy fuck, Mark. First of all, they've already had sex. We've established that. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right. Second of all, oh, my God, a blender spinner thingy? What right. the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was saying flashbacks to The Mask. Remember we saw the movie The Mask? Yeah. I was thinking he was so horny in that, uh, that movie that, uh, you know, if he tried to have sex with somebody, he'd probably have some whirling, spinning dick with, like, a face. Ew. Ew, ew. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So, next would be what? David. Is that what you want to do? That's the other major storyline. Yeah. What's the other minor storyline? You want to, you don't want to get into Andrea? Sure, go for it. What did she do this episode? I don't remember. I think she talked twice. <laughs> then she like, didn't really why are you bringing her up? She didn't really have anything going on. Donna didn't have anything going on. Steve has something going on. Does he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> does he? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. He used John Sears' room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was that about? They're trying to get him they to... Wanted to get, they wanted to cheat on his girlfriend. With... This one girl. Oh, and we then, all cheat on our girlfriends, so you do. You need to too. We had another moment of oh, aha! We recognize this person. So we've now met Andrea's baby daddy, yeah, Lucinda, and what the fuck was this girl's name? I don't remember. But Celeste. So, no, Celeste is his girlfriend. Uh Carrie Grant's daughter. Yeah. No, that's his girlfriend. <laughs> Whatever her name is, she's the one who, um, you know, is crazy. And at the end of the season, like, a lot of shit goes down. She goes to a mental institution. Yeah. So She's a dancer. 
Yeah, so he sees her dancing and like why I I kind of zoned out or something. Like I don't remember everything that happened here. Like I know he okay. saw her dancing so, and he took her to a party and then apparently he had sex with her. Okay. So what? I don't know. So what happened was is one of the brothers was going on a date and this was his date's friend. It, basically, he was doing a solid for one of his brothers. Go on a date with this girl. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to because I'm dating Celeste. And I'm like, she doesn't even go to school here. She's never going to know. And so he does it. And he sees her. And she looks kind of like Kelly a little bit. She does. So I can see why he'd be into it. Uh, and they... They go to they go to the fucking frat like yeah. that's I think they went to a movie or something like that and they come back to the frat, uh, um. But she's like, hey, you know, let me uh, take you home. And she goes, why? You have an early class in the morning. He goes, no. And she kind of gives him the smile, like, you know, I want your cock. Yeah. Uh, smile. And then it just like fades out. Like, and we don't actually see them sleep together. They mention that John is with some other girl. Yeah, he's sleeping with a lot of girls. Yeah, which we determined is okay. Well, yeah, because he is not committed to Kelly, and Kelly has not committed to him in any way. Yeah, they're actually not dating yet. They haven't gone out yet. He keeps asking her, and the other brothers are like, because Steve's like, oh, who's who's this girl that he's going out with? And they're like, oh, just somebody, somebody that he's spending time with until Kelly's ready. No, he says that. John says that. It's yeah. just somebody I'm killing time with till Kelly Taylor gets her head on straight. Yeah. So, I mean, he's planning on being committed to her when she's ready, I would yeah. think. Apparently. But yeah, he's with several different women. So, he's with somebody else at, at their sorority house or whatever, I guess. So, his room's open. They're like, oh, you're going to use the room? And then they... They cut, and we didn't. We don't see what happened. I suspect he didn't actually sleep with her, hmm. because I like maybe they spent the night together, maybe they just talked or whatever. But I think we would have seen it. We would have at least seen them starting to kiss or something like that if they had actually slept together. And some, but the next day somebody's like, "Oh, John!" Actually, John says, "Oh, I heard you put my room to good use." Yeah, and Steve goes, "Yeah, I guess that's his." His response to that. So he just wants them to think he slept with her. I guess Maybe. that makes sense. And they're like, you know, he's talking, like, he's chastising John. He's like, what's with all these other girls? I thought you wanted Kelly or whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you you got a girlfriend, too. I, I wonder if Celeste would be understanding or whatever. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know, it's almost like a threat. Yeah, it was. He's not a good guy, I don't think. I mean, I don't think he's doing anything wrong, Obviously. but I don't think he's a good guy either. So we'll see. But I don't know why they wanted him to cheat on Celeste anyway. Is it just like a hobby they have? Apparently, like, yeah. They, they like to ruin relationships. Right? They're like Scrooge McDuck with vocal cords. Cause okay. Because he, he kills random people to get vocal cords. Sure. They like to ruin lives in a different way. So, David. Um, Speaking of ruining lives. Yeah. His uh, his dad is being sued for custody. Yeah, and David gets served. Jackie tells Kaylee first. Kelly, I mean, yeah, I don't know who Kaylee is. What? Yeah, Jackie takes Kelly to the park and tells her that she's you know suing Mal for custody, but nobody warns David, 
And then he gets served papers that he's got to go to a deposition. I think that's pretty shitty. Jackie should have said, because she, she had to know he was getting deposed. Yeah. So Jackie should have said something to him. And the poor guy, like, he gets prepped by the lawyers, and they don't prep him well enough. Yeah, here's how to lie, David. <laughs> well, they said, you know, just, just say you can't remember if they ask you anything, you know. That you don't want to, anything that would be damaging to your dad. So, yeah, and, like, the her lawyer asks him, is this the first time your dad had cheated with a hygienist? Isn't that why your mom and him got divorced? Didn't your mom have a nervous breakdown because of it? Like, it, it that seems, was pretty... And she says, the, lawyer's kind of, the lawyer kind of objects to it, and she's like, oh, I'm just showing a pattern of behavior that any judge would approve. I don't agree. Yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't judges that would approve this line of questioning and this tactic but i don't think any judge would no i mean this is you know this is straying a little far from the the topic at hand because he left his child one time when she was getting sick i guess they're trying to say that he knew she was sick when he left but he didn't i don't i don't think he did there was no indication that he did and so yeah so she asked all these questions and he, Mel stands up and he's like, hey, if we're going to talk about this, what about uh, Jackie's fucking cocaine habit? And I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, he's right. Like, she has a horrible past, too. Yeah. How about all the guys she brought home? Yeah. Yeah, he was pissed. It's not. It's not. What they're doing is not right. No. And Jackie, Jackie's in charge of her lawyer. Right. Like, I mean, the lawyer is in charge of the strategy, but if Jackie didn't want her to do something, then she couldn't do it. Like... The lawyer works for her. Right. So she could have easily said, I don't want David brought into this. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. Nope. I think I think Mel's a dick. I think Mel's an awful character. But I think Jackie's wrong in a lot of what she's doing here. Yeah. I think this is too early to be trying to take to- all custody rights away. I don't think she should be putting David in the middle of this. I, I think it's wrong. Yeah, and, like, poor David, I mean, he's, it looked like he was just connecting the dots when they were asking him that, like, it's his dad's fault that his mom had a nervous breakdown. Right. And that, and that he's still only 17 years old. Yeah. That's a lot to put on a kid. And he's like, see, basically, and then he answers the question, he's like, yeah, I guess that's why she had a ner- nervous breakdown. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's going to fucking puke. And, and the, his dad's like, you fucking betrayed me. Yeah. How awful. Yeah. How could you sell me out like this? Fuck you. Yeah. I agree. So then he goes home and Kelly is there because they live together and Mm -hmm. he just takes it all out on her, which is not right either. No, he shouldn't be taking it out on Kelly. But I also don't disagree with the things he said. Like he wasn't saying to Kelly, Kelly, you're an asshole. He was saying, I don't want to hear what Jackie has to say anymore. I don't want anything from her. Like he's pissed off at her and he has a right to be. Yeah. Yeah, and um, she gets pissed because he's talking about her mother. So she's like, I'm leaving and tell David I'm going to my mother's. (laughs) Right. But but, yeah, but like David's wrong when he defends Mel because Mel's a piece of shit. But Kelly is wrong in this instance because Jackie's not like she should say she I know it's hard because they're emotionally connected and everything. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, it was just her and her mom. But the right thing to do would say, hey, I'm sorry you got dragged into this. 
it's not right that you got dragged into this. Yeah. I'm sure he's somewhat resentful to her, too, because he's he's probably thinking you should have told her not to do this. Yeah. You know? Well, even and, though even though that's unreasonable, I can easily see him thinking that. And it's it's unfair, kind of, that he's the only one getting dragged in. Right. I mean, I realize it's because he was babysitting that weekend or whatever, but... Well, Kelly will get dragged in if they go goes to trial. Kelly, tell us about your mom's cocaine addiction. Right. And um, they 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 kind of like took a dig at David too because they're like, you know, she, when Jackie took her home, she was severely dehydrated, and you'd had her for four hours. So like trying four, to say fourteen he, hours, I believe. Oh, trying to say he wasn't a good babysitter, like it was a poor choice or whatever. Well, I think they're trying to. Yeah, they are kind of taking a dig at him. But I think that they're, the lawyer's trying to establish that Mal was unreasonable leaving the, the child in his care. That he's not uh, responsible enough or trained enough. Because, because if he's leaving his daughter with his other son, his daughter's brother, or, or half-brother or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and he is you know, qualified to take care of her, then there's really no arguments. Yeah, and I mean, he said as much. He's like, I, I lived with her for, you know, the first year of her life. I did everything. I fed her and changed her diapers, and I'm capable of handling all the care that she needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's true, except that she was sick. Yeah. And he didn't realize it. Because he's a 17-year-old boy. Right. That's where the issue comes in. And that's what they're going to try. They're going to try to say that he knew she was sick and that, he dumped her on the kid because that's the only person who was available. And all he cared about was getting laid with a dental hygienist. Which because, is true. Because apparently that's his fetish. <laughs> is fucking dental hygienists. You I know, they're all attractive, though. Have you noticed that? Like, there's no ugly dental hygienist. You mean in the world or in Beverly Hills? No, I mean, like, in the world, I have never seen an unattractive dental hygienist. I've never really noticed, but... Yeah, I guess you're right. I think it's something about those scrubs. <laughs> those smocks that they wear or whatever. Right? Like, I haven't... None of them are overweight either. Like, they all have, like, the perfect cute little bodies with the cute little hair. I don't know. <laughs> wow. It's annoying. You sound turned on and jealous at the same time. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's unfair for them to all be beautiful. Do you think it's one of those things where, like, at the outside of the dental hygienist school is like a silhouette and it's like you must fit into the shape <laughs> right? to enter this school like it's a roller coaster. That's exactly what it is. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, the end of the episode is not good because we got David freaking out on Kelly. Oh, yeah. Steve, you know, in the situation of maybe having cheated on his girlfriend. Possibly. And uh, Brenda back together with Doucheface. Yeah. Which I don't know why I hate him, but I hate him. Oh, and hmm. I just remembered, Brandon's finally doing something. Oh yeah, this Brandon. Episode. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, almost anyway. He gets uh, invited to dinner by Lucinda. Yeah, and um, guess what? Carol was right. <laughs> She's married. Yeah, she just throws it casually in the conversation. Do you think that she that she said that on accident? Just in the natural flow of conversation. And then she was like, oh, I guess I got to tell him. Or do you think that she was just throwing it out there? I think she was just throwing it out there. I think she knew what she was doing. 
Because, yeah, he's looking at all these masks because she's a uh, anthropologist. Anthropologist, yeah. Looking at all these masks that are on the wall. And she's like, yeah, my husband and I collect, have collected them over the years or whatever. And he's like. Husband? Yeah. He's like, when did you get divorced? She, <laughs> yeah. <she's, laughs> she looks at him and she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm married. Oh. And then he spills wine on. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Before you, you, you fast forward. Okay. She's talking to him and everything. She's like, look, uh, you know, my husband and I have an understanding or whatever. And, and she's like, oh, so like, you know, it's you can see whoever he can see whoever kind of thing. And she's like, she avoids that question. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, look, he's gone a lot or whatever. I don't know. I, he doesn't ask. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, And yeah, I don't tell. That's right. Like the military, she says. <laughs> And then she says, do you really want to talk about my husband all night? Because I, you know, don't want to think about it right now or whatever. And I can't believe it. But Brandon's like, no, I have no interest in talking about him. And he's going to go through with it. Yeah. They go, they eat dinner. They get on the couch. They start making out. She wants him to go to the bedroom. And he's like, oh, I want to stay on the couch. Like, he's like, I always thought beds were overrated. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, hey, let's go fuck in my husband's bed. And I'm wondering <laughs> if that's what Brandon was thinking. Maybe. So he uh, he uncrosses his legs or whatever like a girl and uh, and knocks over, like, you know, with a big long-legged mm-hmm. stride and knocks over a wine glass all over the picture thing. And then go ahead. What so you were he starts wiping off the photo album he, he spilled this on, and there's a picture of her and her husband who happens to be his professor that he like adores and talks to all the time? His mentor. That's right. So and Brandon hears his disembodied voice say, "Don't touch her below the Mendoza line." <laughs> oh goodness! So yeah, he's like, "Nope, can't do it." Nope. Right. He's like, "I know this dude." She's like, "Ah, she he probably doesn't even know you." Like his class is so big, and he's like, "Yeah, I talk to him every day." <laughs> and then he's like. I'm tutoring whomever, and she's like, oh, you're tutoring that too? Like, like they've talked about him. Yeah, like, she knows who Brandon is because of that. Right. So, yeah, it's no good. Not at all. So he's like, I can't do this, and then he leaves. And then his professor comes to him the next day, and uh, he's like, it smells like you've been uh, kissing my wife. No, he says, uh, he says to him, hey, uh, she told me all about you, how, how you met... Working out or whatever at the gym, and she likes you, and so do I. So why don't you come over for dinner? Yeah, we want to have you over for dinner. They're gonna try to get him in the three way. I don't think so. she's all about three ways. She does want to have a three way, but not with her husband. <laughs> so we will see. What do you think? Do you like? What, what do you think is gonna happen with that? With them him coming over for dinner? Um. If he's smart, it won't happen. Well, he's already accepted the invitation. Yeah. I don't know. You it's going to be gonna awful. Go. Nothing's not- going to happen, though. I mean, it's just going to be weird and awkward, and like he'll be advo- ad- avoiding her advances every time her husband walks out of the room. I think he's going to say something to the to the husband. Oh, I don't. I do. And I think that's why they get divorced, because I think when she sees her, when he sees her in Washington, I'm pretty sure that they're, she's not with him anymore. Oh, I don't. I thought she was still. I don't know. Married. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll be getting there. Slowly but surely. 
Week by week. Right. But that's the episode for this week. Carol. So, <laughs> go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Yeah, Check that. out our website at retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends. Yeah, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.